Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Vern Baker, CEO of Jaguar Mining, TSXB, company with assets in Brazil. And if you want to hear our thoughts on that conversation and the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports, commentary from market experts from around the world on a variety of uh, commodities and the macro. There are training videos in there. Also, there are summaries of other interviews that we have done. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go there now and sign up for the waiting list, you can apply for the seven-day free trial. Hey, Vern, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great today. Well, thanks for joining us. And you're joining us from the hotbed that is Brazil. How is it down there? Uh, you know, actually, it's uh, it's been a, a bunch of good things for me. It's been a great place to live for the last year. Um, actually, it's been a pretty good place to weather out the coronavirus. Uh, we, we're based in Minas Gerais, uh, one of the states of, of Brazil. It's had a fairly low impact. Um, our, our hospitals have literally never gone over 50% full since the beginning of the quarantine period. Um, really, we really haven't seen a lot of issues. Uh, we have had a, a small number of our individuals still actually well below 4% of our team that's even come up positive, most of which with just very, very minor um, symptoms. So, so we've been able, uh, we felt pretty good how, how we weathered it to, to date and uh, how our people have dealt with it. And we have a good, strong team. They've managed their way pretty well through things. Oh, that's fantastic. If you read the press, you think it's a raging epidemic down there. But um, I've also heard from a buddy just come back from there. He's said that um, everyone's treating it very seriously. Everyone's wearing masks. It's it's being monitored yeah. and measured. Oh, yes. Um, I would say uh, it's been treated very seriously. Almost every measure could be taken, had, had been taken. Um, certainly in our communities here in Belo Horizonte, which is a... a an area with over 8 million people basically in the, in the greater area um, really has never become a big issue. People have followed procedures pretty well. Uh, masks have been, you know, for probably six months or more now, people have been wearing masks very consistently. Um, and, and as I said, like our, our hospitals have not gone above 50% in total occupancy or in the, in the intensive cares in the whole time that we've been in the kind of coronavirus issue. Fantastic. Now, you, you've also, you mentioned that you've moved down there and you've been with the company about 14, 15 months yeah. now. Um, how are you finding it personally? And why did, did you feel the need to, you needed to be in country to be able to manage this thing? Well, you know, we're, we're really a Brazilian-based mining company, right? We're on the Toronto Stock Exchange and, you know, many of our shareholders are European, American and Canadian. However, you know, our operations and the people that make this company tick are right here in Brazil. And, you know, our, <clears throat> we were, had a very tough time up until about the middle of last year. And uh, uh, the team needed leadership and it's very hard to be a leader at a distance. And I felt it was important for the, the team here to have, uh, have someone who was in the boat with them, making sure that we're going in the right direction and rowing hard. No, I like that. I like that because uh, quite often 
management teams try and manage things remotely from the other side of the world. And I'm not sure that always works. But okay, that's great. Um, why don't we kick off? Give me that one minute overview of what Jaguar Mining is uh, for the people new to this story, and then I'll pick it up from there. Jaguar is a gold mining company with exploration and operating assets in the Iron Quadrangle, Minas Gerais, Brazil. So that puts us in a district that's produced over 50 million ounces, still has an, a known endowment in the order of probably 20 million ounces. And, you know, we, we see great opportunities for us to sustain a production level of 100,000 and to grow that both through uh, organic growth within our property, our mines, and within exploration growth, on, uh, the well over 50,000 hectares we have of exploration tenements here in, in this gold district. Fantastic. Okay. Well, th- thanks for that. I want to kind of get into this. Like I, I alluded to there, you haven't been there that long. And you've also said, acknowledged the fact that this hasn't been a pretty story for the last, well, three years or so. Because you, you, the share price is back up to the dizzy heights where it was in halfway through 2016. You've been brought in to do what? Solve some problems, I suspect. Yeah, to, to build a sustainable mining company. That's what I came here to do. And uh, we did. It was a, they had some tough sledding um, up about to the middle of last year with a strong commitment from our shareholders. Um, they came forward with $25 million and basically recapitalized us in July of 2019. Uh, with that, they needed, they needed someone who would provide the leadership to fulfill the plan. And you know that I got, I got luckily for me, I got picked for that. So um, I came down to, to lead this team through executing a plan that would take us from, <clears throat> I believe we're about 73,000 ounces of production the last two years and bring us up to 100,000 ounces uh, is our target for next year. Uh, we'll, we should be this year a little bit, we should be over 90,000 this year, it looks like. Okay, but, I, but I'm, I'm interested in the man, okay? You've been brought in. You were lucky enough to be selected, you, you kind of modestly put it. But what did you walk into? What were the problems that you identified? You know, so coming into something, an operation like that, what are you looking for and what do you do about it? Okay, well, you know, our operations had had some technical problems. One of our operations had some technical problems actually about three years prior and had, had uh, really for several years failed to do the development to get themselves ahead of, ever catch up on those problems and get ahead of them. And so like any, any mining organization, right, whether you're stripping an open pit or while we are underground mines, you have to develop the reserves and resources and have an inventory of available stoping blocks to provide consistent feed to your processing plant. Um, you know, so our target, my, my target was to come in and can continue a plan of high levels of development that would provide the, the inventory of developed and available mineable blocks of ore so that our mines could co- consistently produce at predictable levels. You know, I mean, that kind of defines sustainability in our business, right? Do an adequate amount of drilling to have good, strong resources and reserves under you. Do the development to have the material available to mine. And then do a good, competent job of mining. 
Um, because of the struggles they had had for several years, uh, several things had slipped. Um, our, our mining and development productivities weren't as high as they should be. So it was a, a good place for us to focus was improving on our, our productivity and our outputs of our, of our people and our equipment. And then as we've gotten more and more development in place, it's allowed us to have more, more places to go after our reserves and to consistently feed our mills. And with that, we've been able to see, and right now we're, we're, we've just completed six quarters in a row where we stepped up our production a bit from the prior quarter. And we expect to, you know, of course we expect, and coronavirus can always throw a, throw a wrench in the middle of things, but we would expect that we can probably make another, another step this quarter and really be at that 25,000 ounces per quarter or 100,000 ounces per year rate um, as we finish this year and as we go into next year. Yeah. Of course, one of, one of our key quality measures uh, that we're very proud about is also safety. And the, the company has struggled a bit with safety um, last year. We were able to turn that around in the second half of the year, and we've been able to continue a pretty good Pretty good uh, safety record for this year, relatively very good actually, and uh, and the team's really stepped up and the quality of what we're doing, I would say, has increased um, on a steady basis along with the outputs of ounces. You've also had a lot of help with the gold price. The Brazilian real has depreciated by about 30 odd percent. Um, and you've had the cash injection as well. So th there's a few other things which have kind of helped you along your way. I mean, how much how much credit do you put by that? Or is it about the turnaround itself? Uh, you, you know, I, I think they, they go hand in hand very well. We would have had a fairly good year without the with without the change in the AI, without the and without the change in the price. Now, very significant increase in our cash flows came because the price is $1,900 instead of $1,400. And uh, certainly um, with the change in the AI, that's reduced our, our costs in, in US dollar terms fairly significantly. So it's been a great benefit, those two things. You know, what we can do as miners, or, uh, you know, we can set everything up correctly and we can do our jobs correctly. And if we do that, we can produce 100,000 ounces here with the two mines we currently have on a nice sustainable basis. And it looks like, uh, you know, 10 years is a good forward projection right now. If you look at, we have about five years of reserves and we have about twice as much of that in, in resources. And so we, and we've been able to add to it each year. We have a good solid base of resources and reserves to move forward. Uh, we think we'll be able to continue to add to that. We have a significant amount of infrastructure in place in the iron quadrangle that should allow us to grow significantly. Um, right now, we run two mining operations. One is about 1,200 tons a day and one's about 1,000 tons a day. Uh, they both feed mills that each can handle about 2,000 tons a day of feed. So in the two operating mills we have, we have an opportunity to, to boost our tonnage production by 40 to 45% simply by augmenting our reserves and our resources and being able to feed those into mills that are already operating. 
But these, these so that that can be a fairly inexpensive way to augment our production. Well, that's what I, I want to get. I wanted to get what's, what what the plan is here. You, you've come in and had to fix some problems, and there's some quick wins, right? So that's that's good news. And I think I say the the real Brazilian real uh, is helping you. The price of gold is helping you. But the, I want to see what, what the business plan is going to be and what that's going to do for you because both mines are relatively deep staping mines. They, you know, you're, you're hauling this stuff up a long way, you know, 1,000 metres up, and then you've got a truck at 30 kilometres to process. You know, it's, it's, it's expensive. So how do you start augmenting that? How much more money do you need to spend spending on development versus exploration? How do you, how do you build this thing? You know, we're a gold mining company. When we, if we want to really make money, we got to have the diamond drill bit turning. We got to have to find additional reserves and resources. So, you know, something that we as a company did not do a lot of prior to last year, simply, you know, when you when the company was in very tough straits, you didn't have the money, right? You, you, you put every dollar you can into production and, and until you can pay your bills. But since, uh, since really the, middle of last year, it became obvious that we were, we were going to be successful, that our plan, uh, if we stuck to it, would allow us to become sustainable and to become cash positive. We, we started expanding our exploration presence in uh, basically November last year, by the time we had the contracts in place and got people in here, we started drilling uh, significantly. We're, you know, we're drilling about twice as many meters so far this year as we drilled last year in the same time frame. And we have uh, recently, within in the last quarter, we, we brought on two diamond drills on the surface because you know, we have roughly, I think, you know, wholly within Jaguar, we have about 28 additional properties. Let's say 26 additional properties that are part of our portfolio of mining tenements to explore. Uh, 20 of those actually already have some kind of known gold occurrence on them. So we're really going after them. Several of them have had mines on them. In fact, that we operated some small mines on several of those properties. So we began investing fairly significantly uh, last fall. It's been stepping up. By the middle of this year, we brought in, uh, we started our surface exploration. We got a couple of drills turning right now. You know, our our goal is is to with those drills to develop additional resources to fill those two mills. Um, you know, we're drilling in our minds too, because a certain portion that we want to continue to expand your mine performance as well. We think that the two mines with nothing else probably have at least an additional 10% they can augment over the next year or two in performance. I would say that, you know, our big wins come uh, with some of the properties we're looking at on the surface, which can again augment the total production. As well, we have a third mill, which we're not operating at all, currently under care and maintenance. And uh, we just signed an agreement with, uh, with another company for a joint venture on uh, about an additional, I believe, 27,000 hectares, a big chunk of which is located right next to that uh, mill that's on care and maintenance, and which we think is uh, a great place to be looking for a gold deposit. So. You know, we, we think we have some great opportunities. We're going to be spending probably on the order of, you know, next year, you're probably looking at an order of eight to $10 million we'll spend on pure exploration effort because we have the packages to work on. 
We've done the footwork over the last several years when we did not have money to drill. We did a lot of the good groundwork, uh, got geologists in the field, mapping, sampling, pounding on rocks. And we think we're, we're in a good spot to, to be putting some holes in and coming up with, with some new resources and reserves for our organization. But those things take time to come through. I think it's good that the company's doing that yeah. again, right? It's, it needed to be doing yeah. that again. And I understand why it couldn't yeah. for a while, right? But let's talk about some quick wins. Uh, you mentioned you know, you know, um, uh, an agreement with another company. You haven't named them. Which company are you referring to? Um, Iron Bull right. has a, and still has some other properties here in Iron Quadrangular. But um, it's a joint venture with Iron Gold on, uh, on to explore the properties, some of the properties they had held that are really pretty conveniently located for us. Don't they also have 900,000 ounces at Patangui? Um, they do have a have a deposit at, at Patangui and uh, um, near Termalina. Actually, reasonably close to, yeah. to our Termalina mine. Um, you know, right now that's not been part of our agreement. Very well could be in the future, but you know, for for right now, we felt that for us the best route going forward would to be uh, to get focused on the exploration aspects in some places that we think could could, uh, could benefit us and reasonably quickly. You know, we already have a fairly significant, you know, our first exploration effort has been on the Termalina property. And we have a we have an additional resource there that we've put some drilling in and we think can bring online fairly quickly. And we're drilling another deposit uh, not a deposit, yet another prospect that has, a, we think, a real good chance of contributing to that mine there. So, so we kind of think right now we have, we're going to have the feed to, to bring that mill up to where it should be pretty soon. Pretty soon. Okay. But so just, again, the, the IM goal. So they're helping you with some exploration. They have a so reasonably shallow underground 900,000 ounce resource. I mean, would it make sense for you guys to have a chat? They they need a plant. You need feed. I, I didn't I didn't say we're not chatting. Um, uh, you know, we'll chat with them and stuff. You know, something like that ends up becoming. You know, the issue becomes in valuation. And uh, if we look at that deposit, um, you know, right now, um, you know, it's just not at a point where where the two companies are close enough on evaluation to to want to move forward with it. It's, it's a, a nice little deposit. We think uh, um, there's a good chance that sometime we, we might we might do something, but <clears throat> certainly we, we think there's as much or more value to be gained uh, with the drill bed on through some of the things that we're working on on our property already. Does it make it, make it easier to have a conversation like that when you kind of when your uh, coffers are full, when you've got a bit more money? Yeah, well, to some extent, yeah. I mean, if you take on, if, if we took on a project like that, or they decided a project, it takes money to do it, right? And, um, you know, a year ago, we couldn't even have talked to them because we, we couldn't, we were barely funding our own operations, then less funding a new operation. So we're at a point, you know, we've, we've, we've got the rigging tight, got sales up, the wind's, are certainly blowing in the in in the right direction, and we feel like uh, you know if we can continue doing things correctly in our minds, do the development, mine correctly, stay safe, good quality environmental and and mining practices, that 
you know, we really can be a solid company. We can continue to add value for our investors and that we have a tremendous opportunity to, to grow. We can, we can easily more than double our current production profile without building a mill because we have that milling capacity currently available. Of course, anytime you make those changes, there's going to be some investment you need to make in as you bring in different ores. But, you know, just marginal costs relative to any time you have to build a mill. And we have a lot of good ground in a great gold district. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, though, you, you, come on. You're in there sorting problems out and you've got to look to the future too. You've got 39 million bucks or so in cash today. You are producing. So despite COVID, you're hitting your kind of 90, 95,000 ounce guidance. So, and gold is doing what it's doing. So you're continuing to add to that position. It does give you options, but you also need to look at near-term solutions to feed those mills. You've got three mills, two working. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Two working that could handle quite a bit of additional flow and one that's on care and maintenance. Now, the Pitangi deposit, uh, as we talked about with IMO, would not fill them up in the near term, right? Wouldn't do it because it, there's a fairly significant development profile, especially on what would effectively be a greenfields project. You know, we, we, have, we have a whole bunch of potential sites under mines, that we've shut down or within mines that we've already shut down. You know, that's where we're really looking for near-term additional performance is that the properties, many of these properties that we've already mined that, you know, shut down with lower gold prices, shut down with poor performance, uh, shut down for lack of capital that we could potentially bring online. We can get the dribbles in them and, and see how quickly we can bring them online. Okay. Now, you've also been looking at costs, okay? You're reducing costs. I'm, I'm looking at the ASIC, the COC uh, costs. They're all coming down. But they've, they've, been, they've been coming down because you haven't been spending too much money. But you're going to now start spending money with the, with the drill bit again. So how, where do you feel the ASIC's going to end up for you once this program you've started uh, happens? Okay. Well, you know, if you look at right now, our, our ASIC's going to run up. Plus or minus a thousand bucks, right? This depending on whether it's a big capital quarter or a low capital quarter, it, 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 you're going to have some variability when you when you're our size of a company. Um, it, it's going to it's the most of what we're going to be spending in the, in in additional capital, right? And we do. We have forty million in the bank almost. Uh, we're generating. We're really generating about as much cash as we think we can consume once. We our expiration and our project development teams up and really going, we're probably still producing more cash than we can consume. So we, we've already started paying a dividend. Uh, we, we, we really don't foresee a world where we couldn't continue doing that. Um, and the real, for us, uh, uh, a, a key is continuing to do a really good job where we're at continuing to improve because the two mines, we can grow a bit just with the two mines. But as we can add in those incremental deposits outside of those two mines, that will drive costs down very significantly. We don't, for quite a while, we don't have to turn on a new mill. We just have to put more rock in front of it. That's all we really have to do. Um, you know, so our, our big capital isn't really there. We'll be able to come in, have total, total costs, uh, be very good, have 
continue to produce. You know, our target is to stay at the thousand dollars or less ounce per ton production rate. We think long term is quite doable. Um, the opportunities that we see, we think, support us continuing to do that. And you know, we're going to spend more money, but a lot of it's going to be in exploration and project development, which actually doesn't show up in your all-in sustaining cost. Right? That's growth. That's a growth exploration and growth capital. Um, so it's not sustaining as as is currently defined. The sustaining capital will probably stay consistently around a thousand bucks. You know, you got AI changes and things like that that can change it, or you know, if inflation starts hitting us heavily on industrial products. But generally, that's about where I think our organization should be hitting it. Um, our big opportunity to really change that is as we bring additional resources into play, turn them into reserves, and then uh, process them into gold in our plants. Okay, so the market seems to have reacted quite well since, let's say, April, May time. You've seen a, a nice nice bump, let's say, back up to where you guys were in 2016, mid-2016. Um, is that because you've been talking the message of doing the exploration, doing the development, where people had seen that you were just trying to throw off enough cash just to keep the lights on? Has, what have the institutions been saying to you as a result? Because it's great to have Uncle Eric in there. He's a big 48% shareholder. You've also got Sprott AM uh, Asset Management in there um, and a few other nice names. Are you starting to get gain that attention from the institutional side of things again? Yeah, you know, there, there, there is a bit. Um, you know, we're getting a lot more questions, more people calling us. Um, People are interested in, in actually looking at blocks. And, you know, what, of course, lots of people want to know if we want to raise money now that we don't need it. Um, and, you know, can, can, we, can we, you know, as to buy blocks to get in? But, you know, really what, what, um, what's driven that price up so far is the fact that we do what we said we do for a year. Now, you know, real trust and, and value for a company, I think, probably takes two years or three years of doing what we said we're going to do, right? And as we continue to do that, faith in the fact that, that our team and our properties can do what they said, they, that what we say they can do, as that faith comes stronger and stronger, I, I think we see some valuation. But, but you know, our, our margins, you know, went from zero in the you know, barely, barely over zero in the first quarter which we had, we had other limiting things, right? We still had some, we still had some forward sales that we'd been forced into to, to borrow money in the past. And so well, we got, we got through all that, you know, we went from zero to $900 an ounce margins, right? In basically in April. <laughs> and, and as people started to recognize that, and as we came out with a second quarter that again showed we could do what we said we would do, and, and now kind of the third quarter uh, the, of this year, saying it again, you know, that, that I think the faith that, that we can do it. I think, you know, the real leverage on our company, because we're still a small company, right? 100,000 ounce producer. You know, if you're Barrick and you drill into a nice deposit, it doesn't mean anything because Barrick has to find, or Newmont, they have to find 10 million ounces a year to stay even. Um, you know, we, we drill into a nice deposit. It's, it's a multiple on our organization still. And, and we're in a district where those nice deposits can be found and have been found in the past. 
past. And I'm confident we'll be found in the future. So we're working hard to be to be a company that 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 can provide that expiration value, as well as the, the consistent, solid production value that can fund ongoing exploration, fund development of new projects, can fund a fairly steady growth profile. You know, we don't even know what that profile is yet, right? As you said, our our our, our world changed in April, and we're working hard to. We've been doing a lot of work just to get everything positioned to take advantage of the winds that are, that are driving our boat now. So, I, I, tell you um, how, I tell you how bad it was um, for you guys before you came along was the, co- the COVID impact made no difference to your share price. You're one of the very few that didn't dip at that point. That's how few people were paying attention. So, yeah. you know, congratulations uh, on the turnaround for a start. Um, so let's, let's talk about the corporate structure for a bit. Um, you did a yeah. reverse split, okay? There's a consolidation that you guys did. Why did you feel the need to do that? You know, the board and, uh, and our financial team, we discussed that a lot. Because, you know, for me, it's, you know, I'm just a production guy, really. I, I love mining and I love producing I love working with people, but you know it's really not that much harder to multiply by 724 than it is by 724 <laughs> in all reality. Um, but our board and uh, and the financial people we talked to felt that um, in the long term that we'd be better off with uh, the consolidations bring the price of the stock up to a level that there's there's certain companies that that don't. There's certain investors that don't really want to play in a penny market, right? You know, at one point we were an eight cent stock. Now we're we eighty cent stock now, but it's that's still cents, right? Rather than a seven or eight plus dollar stock that we are. So the feeling was that 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 would that would allow us over time to start appealing to um, to more institutional investors and kind of broaden the base. And at the same time, we knew we were going to be begin paying a dividend, and um, you know, uh, an eight cent dividend sounds better than a 0.8 cent dividend. But anyway, so, um, we thought kind of that combination, showing the consistency, the ability to to be a higher value share and uh, pay a dividend consistently and perform consistently that, that we could begin broadening the, uh, the investor base. Okay. I mean, does it also tell us something that like you're perhaps looking at a, a New York listing? Because it's it, the U.S. generalist funds like companies with share price over five bucks, they, it just helps. And with a market cap somewhere around yours, it, it, it's something that attracts them. Is, is that anything that you guys have talked about internally? Um, you know, we've talked about all kinds of stuff internally, so I'm not sure, um, you know, where, where we go with that kind of stuff over time. Uh, we'll take it a step at a time. Um, you know, right now, we don't see it as a critical thing. Again, we see positioning ourselves to move forward as a mining company, to move forward with growth on the project, the potential projects we can bring to play, and to add value for everyone, right? For our shareholders, for our, for our team, and and for our communities, is uh, is quite available to us. And and what we try to do is that every step is positioning so that future steps make sense. So it makes sense for the future steps we're taking. 
Eric Sprott put money twice into you guys in 2018, 19. Again, I appreciate maybe before your time, but what is his influence in this? Because he's effectively kept the company afloat. He is effectively the, well, he is the majority shareholder, but he's, he's a, he's effectively owns this company, right? So what's his role? Do you talk to him on a weekly basis, monthly basis at board meetings? How does that work? Uh, you know, I would say I probably talk to Eric about once a month. Um, it's he's been very clear he wants us to manage the organization and to uh, take it forward he'd been extremely supportive he was uh, incredibly great with the coronavirus coming on while we've done well through it we did not know how it would go at the beginning um we made sure that that he knew what we were doing he 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 even at the time said boy we need if we're going to need money to make it through it that we could talk to him um now it was the exact opposite right it's been been a the, the wind came up and blew in the right direction for us so it's, it's been opposite but he was there to support us it's been, it's been fantastic and literally without our shareholders coming in and refunding this company in july of 2019 we could not have done the things we're doing right so, you know, it's often easy for people to think, well, we're, we're here and we're making good decisions and doing this. Without shareholders supporting us, we wouldn't even have the opportunity to be here. And so, uh, so we're, we're strongly supportive of our shareholders too, because they, they helped us. They, they gave us a chance to be here and take, take advantage of the opportunity that we see in the gold industry, both this year and I, I think going forward is gonna be very good for the, for the industry. I mean, given you've had a, you know, you've got a cost-cutting mentality, have you, and you brought some people in, have people left? Uh, well, I, I don't know. You know, I've cut costs in a lot of places. Our drive hasn't been to cut costs here. Our drive has been to drive more production out for the same cost, right? To not spend any more money, but keep pushing more ounces out to the end. So that's really been our goal here. And, you know, I haven't really brought in... Um, a team. We had a good team of Brazilians here. Um, they knew what they're doing. You know, we've had we've had a couple of changes. A couple of managers come in. A couple of lab, but there's no been not been a big change um, in the whole company. There's really three three native English speakers in the whole company, right? Our C our CFO, which is Hashim. Uh, Hashim has done a great job for us, and uh, he's in. He's our, He's really our Toronto presence myself here in Belo, and we have a, a transplanted Australian who's, who's basically Brazilian, has a Brazilian family, and lived here for a while. So other than that, our, our team is Brazilian. We have some great, strong uh, vice presidents, great, strong managers, young team. Uh, you know, I'm, I've, both of my career spent in Canada and the United States, and I've been in mines where the the guys are walking around with this gray stuff in here, and um, that's not the case down here. We got we got a bunch of young guys, a lot of energy, uh, fantastic, uh, well-trained workforce in Brazil, especially the uh, the technical and the engineers and geologists. They're as good as you'll find anywhere right here. Right here in Minas Gerais is a great spot uh, for attracting attracting talent and for bringing in. Uh, uh, good, strong people into our team. It's been a delight working here. 
Fantastic, fantastic. So, Brian, I'm going I'm to start wrapping it up here. Okay, so what are you nervous about for this year? You're not. I know you're going to say me gold is going to the moon, so it's fine. Let's assume gold's going to continue at least where it's at, if not better. Okay, we'll assume that. I won't ask you that. But um, what about the the Brazilian real? I mean, it's obviously it's. I mean, it's really been hit. Do you think that's going to gain in strength? If you, I mean, you're in Brazil. You're seeing what's going on. Do you think it'll come back? And if so, when? You know, I think that the Brazilian AI has probably established a new base for itself. Probably something above five AIs to to the U.S. dollar. You know, there there could be some kind of major macroeconomic change that drive a differential there. Um, could go either way. The Brazilian um, economy is pretty strongly dependent on exports, the U.S., the rest of the world, to China. Um, lots of agriculture, lots of oil, lots of steel, lots of iron. You know, it's. Um, I think you're going to probably, for Brazil to stay strong, the AI is probably going to have to stay reasonably close to where it is. But, you know, I tell you, I'm not a, not a financial guy. I'm sure not a money trader. Um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll deal with it, whatever it does do. Um, and I would say just from my perspective, I don't think, I don't think you're going to see four in front of that number for a while. Okay. For, for okay. A long while. So you guys, guys have timed it right. You've built up a cash reserve. So that's, that's all good news. So let's stick with something that you are more comfortable with, which is um, what are you going to, what are you excited about? I'm going to guess it's what the drill bit delivers you with exploration and development. It's gold, baby. Drill. Turn the bits, and when when uh, when you get good numbers coming out the end of a drill core, uh, life becomes sweet in gold mining, right? And the real, if you look at the really large, really large leveraged value that's coming gold mining companies, it doesn't come from being a, a really solid producer and increasing by five percent a year. It comes from drilling into a a 10 or 20 gram ore body that can impact your cost significantly and that can multiply your production. That's, that's, that's what we're looking for. Right. And we haven't, you know, that's what we're looking for. But so is every gold mining company in the world. They are, they are. Well, like Vern, thank you very much for running through that story for us. Uh, First time we've met, first time we've spoken. Um, We look forward to speaking to you again. You bet. Um, love to chat with you again, Matthew. Um, you know, how can how can I not like talking about how we've been doing here and what you know? Like I said, we've got a great team. It's been a lot of fun, and really, uh, really looking forward to what we can do over the next year or two. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.